and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders, and on this episode with me, but not, but not doing the intro right now, is Brandon, who you can find on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Um, I'm on a call with Ross right now, um, talking about other things, but I realized I should probably I need to need to put an intro on this song, on this on this episode, and uh, he's talking and trying to to distract me, and it works. <laughs> Shut up, Ross. I'm sounding insane because you can only hear me. I don't care. But this is a very fun episode. Uh, we talked to Calvin Throckmorton, Miles Bryant, and Graylin Arnold in that order. Um, uh, three really fun conversations uh, that me and Brendan had. And uh, yeah, so enjoy um, and keep up with all these great people and their uh, their draft stories. So yeah, uh, enjoy the episode. Bye. Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Night Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Brandon Olson. And uh, so this will be in the middle of the episode, but joining us right now is former Oregon offensive lineman, I guess now, Calvin Throckmorton. How are you doing? Doing well. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I know everyone has a super busy schedule right now, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a little open. Yeah, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was just scrolling on Twitter before this, and I saw someone like tweeted out about how like the Oregon offensive linemen have very like themed tattoos to where, to Oregon, and then I noticed that you have pine trees on your arms. <laughs> is that your is that yeah, your only tattoo? Be, when be, when, uh, yeah, I have pine trees. And a mountain and stuff on my on the outside of my arm, and then a bear on the inside. Oh, okay. But then, like Shane Lemieux, my one of my you know other offensive linemen, is has basically the same thing. And so I think that's what somebody I think it was Chris Long pointed it out during the combine. Oh yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, well, uh, I have a Toledo Rocket. So what's up, man? I win. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so obviously we met at the Senior Bowl, so we know how that was for you, but uh, what was the combine like for you as a player? It was just a cool experience. I mean, uh, you know, they changed a lot of the scheduling and stuff like that this year, so I think they made the, you know a lot more player-friendly, and so it wasn't, I don't think it was necessarily like the same kind of grind that it's been in the past, waking up at, you know, 4 a.m. for drug tests and stuff like that. They spread it out, so the week they made the week a little bit longer, but it was cool. I mean, it was great to get in front of the teams and coaches and and talk to them and just continue to introduce them to you know who i am outside of just you know the tape on their screen yeah it's you're you're one of the lucky ones that don't have to throw together a pro date the last minute you got to yeah i mean meet we're, we're the last one i mean so we got really lucky for sure mm-hmm. um and one thing everyone knows about the combine is uh the the interview process we were wondering, is did you get any like weird questions? Or, like, what was the weirdest question you got at the combine? You know, I they, it was pretty normal for me. I didn't really get any of the craziness. The only thing I had was um, when I was actually at the the Shrine Bowl during the week. Somebody asked me, I was because I was next to Jawan Johnson, you know, one of my other Oregon teammates, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the scouts asked us if the two of us went into a room, who would come out. <laughs> if like only one of us could, I was like, we're like, oh, I guess we're gonna do what we have to do. But you know, 
we're like bros so it's not like, <laughs> that's, just, like a, that's a weird one <laughs> yeah they just like uh, I, I think they, they just try to get you to see what how you react to things like that but you know it's all part of the all part of the process uh yeah that's you that's a weird question <laughs> hey hey dylan if me and you had to go into a room and kill each other who do you think would win oh i would 100 percent. i don't have a i don't have a problem but answering right, wait, wait till mobile we'll find out um oh yeah i forgot you yeah you joined the the senior bowl like halfway through the week right yeah they called me on tuesday and i was you know in mobile at midnight that night Yep, because we were in the uh, we were in the hotel lobby, and that's how I ran into you. <laughs> we were like we were chilling at the hotel, and right. Like, oh wait, is that Calvin Throckmorton? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, um, and what have you been doing to prepare for this incredibly weird draft season? You know, just kind of doing everything I can, finding you know spots locally, just like little you know bits of grass and stuff like that to just do a line drills and things like that do a little bit of conditioning but luckily i have a little bit of a home gym type thing that i'm I'm using also with you know some treadmills and bikes and stuff like that to for cardio and other things but you know i've weights and bands and stuff like that so just really doing what i can with you know what i have to be as prepared as possible yeah, so you played all over the line at or- at Oregon. So you have a lot of you've played you've played against a lot of different positions on the offensive line on the defensive line. Um, who was the hardest defender that you had to face? Uh, I think I go with Derek Brown. Well, you know, when I'm asked that question, he's just incredibly athletic, moves you know like a guy 100 pounds lighter than himself. So he was he was definitely the best player we faced all year. Yeah, he's a scary man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a large human, not for sure, but he's he's a good dude too. Yeah, because you also wouldn't want to see him running at you, so I do not envy you. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if an offensive lineman says like, "Yeah, he's a large human," it's like it just brought me back to Mobile, standing next to like some offensive lineman. I was like, "Yeah, nope, can't do it." Yeah, <laughs> Alex like, Taylor walked past us, and I'm like, "All right, well, I'm leaving." Yeah, there's one point where it was Matt Pert and uh, I forgot who else like walked next to me. And they just stopped and stood next to me. And I looked at them and I was like, I can't fucking do it. I was like, I can't stand next to you guys. I need to walk away. And I just walked away from them. I was like, I feel so short next to these massive people right now. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird experience. Um, do you have a favorite on-field moment from your time at Oregon? I think I just go with... Uh you know, the end of the Rose Bowl, Justin's last touchdown, and just knowing that our defense was going to be able to put the game away and, you know, we were going to, you know, get another Rose Bowl for the University of Oregon and be able to celebrate after a long, you know, four years with each other, you know, after going 4-8 and eight and to being able to end our careers as Rose Bowl champions was, was definitely incredibly special. Something we weren't planning on asking, but I just thought about it. Uh, Going into the Utah game, did y'all have like a special game plan that week? Because you seem to have caught them completely off. Oh my! You seem to have completely caught them off guard (laughs) to start the game, especially with the the Justin's like running game. Yeah, I mean that was definitely part of it. Was we were we knew we were going to use Justin more than we had all year, and you know that was really intentional. Because we knew 
we didn't necessarily need Justin to use his legs early on in the season, so we knew we could kind of catch them off guard with that. And so they started playing kind of really out of their out of their scheme because they weren't expecting that. But on the other hand, it was just you know really running the ball down their throat because you know as being the good defense that they are, they don't expect that. And so we knew we were just going to be the aggressors and want to attack them right down the middle with you know just simple inside zone schemes and you know came out on top. Hmm. And what do you think separates you from the other offensive linemen in this in this draft class? I think it's just that versatility and just the intelligence that I bring to the football field. Being able to immediately transition between those different positions in the middle of the game, despite maybe not getting reps or um, practice at them during during the week, but that was always just my nature and be, wanting to be the most prepared and versatile offensive lineman. When I come onto the football field, yeah, and uh, for those that don't know, I was I'm the Pac-12 guy for our website, so I've watched a lot of Pac-12 football. Uh, Calvin has started started like 52 straight games and gave up one sack in his last like 3,800 snaps or something like that, all while playing in different spots on the field. So the versatility is definitely there, and it's definitely very very useful, especially because uh, I know a lot of teams like only draft offensive linemen that if they can use them both on the outside or in the inside. Yeah, and, and that's uh, just something I've always leaned, leaned into. I'm just wanted to be that guy and that go-to guy whenever I... Uh, do you happen to have a favorite Mario Cristobal story that you can tell? Shoot, I mean, any time, after every like kind of big win, like the locker room after the Washington game was, was insane. Like He was just going off and like, shoving guys around and like high-fiving guys and just fist pumping the whole time and so it was it was just an awesome moment and just another one of those kind of really iconic moments in our in our season for our football team of knowing the type of team that we were and where we go with the rest of our season um and so you are a human physiology major or yep graduated now i assume Um, yep uh, and so I know that that, that kind of started back because uh, I remember reading, it was like your your eight year old like birthday party. Your grandparents bought you like a book, and then that kind of hooked you. And I feel like that has to help a little bit with uh, with your conditioning. You at least know have have some understanding of the human body. Um, but uh, what do you have planned after hopefully like an illustrious NFL career? What are your what are your post football plans with that? Yeah, kind of like you said, like after, hopefully after like a 10 plus year NFL career and, you know, successful career, I'd, I'd potentially um, pursue the idea of going to medical school. And that was, you know, way back when um, what I thought my future hold held. Um, so I would look into that, but I don't think I'd want to go into another, you know, four, eight, four years of school and then another year, you know, years of residency before, you know, when I'm 30 something years old. So. Yeah, it's just something to think about, but it's definitely something I was very um, intentional about, wanting to make sure that I had that degree in hand when I when I left the University of Oregon to go back to if I ever needed it. Awesome. And um, are you familiar with my cause, my cleats in the NFL? Yeah, I am. It's a that's an awesome program. It's really cool to see guys you know support their foundations and and different causes. And we just have just one more question is because you'll be in the NFL shortly. 
Uh, do you have any idea what cause you want to represent on your cleats? Um, I mean, I've always been really passionate about humane societies. You know, my, my fiance and I adopted a dog this past year or so, and we've always been really, you know, passionate about wanting to help animals in need and stuff like that. So I think that's something that I would, I would think about for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that about does it. Um, thanks for coming on, man. It was, it was fun. Um, good luck the rest of this, uh, weird draft season um appreciate it i I feel like you're probably on facetime a lot with a lot of coaches (laughs) or at least yeah 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 um well yeah thanks for coming on best of luck and uh yeah yeah thank you very much i appreciate you guys talking with me and it was fun no problem bye-bye all right bye Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Brandon Olson. And we're also joined by, I guess now, former uh, University of Washington defensive back, Miles Bryant. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just happy to be on your podcast talking. Yeah, cool deal. Um so wow, we keep... the first person that's ever been happy to come on here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but normally we have to uh, have people like with a gun to their head. Um, yeah, literally. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, how how you how you how have you been in this weird off season? <laughs> uh, I've actually been pretty good despite everything that's going on. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to make the most of the time. I feel like. At this time, we're provided so much of it, so you got to make it. You you got to like uh, make the most of it. So I mean, I, I feel like I've been able to, to do that the past month or so, and I mean, I'm just trying to just continue it and be ready whenever, whenever all this clears up. Cool deal. And I'll, I will let you know right now that you are also on the same episode as an Oregon Duck. So how does that make you feel? Oh man, you might have to separate us. I got, I got to get you motivated to do better than him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's all good. Um, so, Brandon, you want to go ahead with the the first one? Yeah. Um, so, coming out of high school, you turned down scholarship offers from UCLA and Colorado to walk on at Washington. Just what was that like to be to go from walk on to the NFL? Yeah. Uh, well, the story, I think a lot of people frame it as me turning down those schools um, to go to Washington. But the reality was that those schools pretty much turned me down. So I was going through my senior season. I knew I wanted to go to Washington. And then uh, I was I wanted to commit. I wasn't able to on time. And then I wanted to go to the other schools. Uh, I wanted to go to UCLA. That was my second option. And then they didn't uh, really value or honor my scholarship. So then I was going to end up going to Colorado. And I was going to go to Colorado as a receiver. So I was going to go there. And then um, I was planning to go on an official visit. And in the week of, they didn't contact me at all. So then signing day came. And then only school I had was Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And uh, I knew I wanted to go to Washington from the beginning. And... I mean, despite me waiting too late, 
I found out about the walk-on option, and then I just uh, planted the seed in my in my parents' head that I would be able to walk on and play. And then at first they were a little hesitant due to the the financial options, but um, nevertheless they they stuck their faith in me. And then I had it myself. And then I mean that's that's the history of it. And now. Now I have a chance to be able to play in the NFL, which is pretty cool. That's, that's definitely pretty awesome. Um, another uh, like thing that I know a lot of football players look forward to, um, you were, you attended the Combine. What was your week like doing that? Oh, yeah, that was a long week. I mean, just to say that was like one of my dreams, just growing up, uh, watching the NFL Combine, watching all the good guys good defensive backs, good running backs, good defensive ends, whatever it may be, seeing all those guys perform and having the same opportunity to do that. So uh, it was a privilege nonetheless, but, I mean, it was a long week just from all the medical stuff and all the interviews and then just trying to uh, meet with teams and then them just taking you all these places and then being asked to perform. But it was a good experience. I got to meet a few players from across the country and got to make some friends and then compete with them as well. So it was a it was an experience I'll never forget. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, some people have mentioned it. Uh, it's it's a thing that was the combine had been known for for a while. Is like the weird questions you get in the interview. So I was wondering if you got any like weird interview questions at the combine. Actually, I didn't. So a lot of people prepped me for once you go to the combine, you're going to get asked who uh, who's known for selling the sea in 1492. So they just ask you random questions like that. But I actually didn't get anything. Interesting. We need to find someone that got like a wild question. Um, <laughs> so one thing that I love about your game is that you're pretty uh, – you're pretty talkative, I'll say, um, or at least animated. Like, I know there's the clip I sent to Dylan of, I forgot who it was, but the right tackle went offside, and you, like, then went next to him and just started talking trash to him. Uh, uh-huh. So how much of your game is, like, trash talk? How personal do you get? And do you have, like, a favorite piece of trash talk that you've, like, said to anybody? No, nah, I think it's zero. I think that's, like... I don't know. It just happens. I don't really pride myself as being a trash talker or getting in the opponent's head. I feel like I try to do that just through through how I play, and that's beating you up from the first snap to the last snap. So, I mean, I never really pride made made myself a trash talker. I feel like it just comes with the game. You might have a couple remarks here and there, but um, I mean, especially those guys who played USC, being from that area, SoCal. Uh, I played with those guys since Pop Warner football, so I knew a lot of them. And then it was just fun to be back on the field with them. But, I mean, it, it, it comes out sometimes, just the competitive nature. But for the most part, I just like to play and let my play do the talking. So you never, like, get too personal with people? Because I know I saw <laughs> – I think it was Jalen Ramsey said that he'll, like, when he was in college, like, uh-huh. if he was, like, going against a receiver, he would DM that receiver's, like, girlfriend – just to yeah. piss him off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I know guys who do stuff like that, but it's never been it's never been mine. My my kind of 
my kind of thing. Just, I mean, just showing respect to the game, just being, just trying to compete at the highest level the right way. Yeah, and so what does it mean to be like the next great UW uh, DB to go to the NFL? Because there's, obviously, everyone knows there's a long history of them, and you're next up. How does that feel? Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm just doing my part. Uh, those guys, those guys uh, paved the way for me, as well as other guys who have uh, who spent the first year in the NFL last year, and then guys this next year who will end up being in the NFL. So, I feel like I'm just I'm just paying my dues to them and just trying to just trying to show them how much work they put into me, and then what it's what it, the outcome of it is, and I mean, that's going to the NFL, and I mean, I thank those guys for everything that they've done, and uh, they showed me how to compete, how to how to watch film, how to study your opponent. So, I mean, just to be in the in the same same breath in the same conversation as those guys is an honor. Who would you say, just throughout your whole college career, is the most difficult player to to uh, cover at any point? Most difficult player to cover. Um, I mean, there's various. I feel like a guy like Nikhil Harry is pretty tough, just from the fact that he's he's like a bigger body, and really, really, I feel like he has like a deceptive speed to where he doesn't look fast on film, but then once you once you get out there on the field, then he's running by guys. So I feel like he's one of the tougher guys. Yeah, he doesn't have like blazing speed, but he definitely creates separation. Right. Um, and so you are a more versatile player, um, in the, in the defensive secondary, you play a lot of slot corner and safety. Do you have like a preference, what you feel more comfortable playing or you like playing more, uh, between those? Not really. I mean, I just like going out there playing ball. Uh, the coach asked me to do whatever, whatever he needs me to do and I'll do it. So, I mean, I just pride myself on being, a uh, a quote-unquote uh, Swiss Army knife, just being able to do everything. So um, I really don't have a preference. I feel like anywhere I play it, I could play it at a higher level and compete with the best. And uh, this is this might be the most difficult question you'll get asked. Who's a better Washington Miles, you or Gaskin? Oh, that's Gaskin. <laughs> I was going. I was going to pay him the respect. He's a he's a hometown hero. He's a hometown hero up here. But honestly, I think he's one of the best football players I've played with. Uh, me and him used to compete every day in practice. Me trying to strip the ball from him. Him trying to hold the ball. Or if we're in a special teams period, I don't know if Miles has played one snap of special teams his whole career at UW. But he would line up at Gunner, and then I'd be the jammer, and then. Me and him would compete, and then he'd give me a look, and then by the time I go to the game, I'm just jamming the guy up at the line because of the look that Miles gave me. So, I mean, that guy, he, he showed me how to compete, whether it be conditioning, lifting. So, I mean, I just got to say it's him. And uh, kind of like switching gears from paying respect to someone, who do you dislike more, Oregon or Washington State? Uh. I'll say Oregon because I lost to them twice. 
Washington State, I didn't lose to them once, so it's <laughs> it's kind of like they're just there. But uh, my, I beat Oregon my first two years, and in the past two years they beat us. So that's I feel like that's a heated rivalry. And the way it's trending right now, I feel like it's going to get more and more national attention because both both of our schools are on the rise. Hey, does it does it feel different going into like an Oregon week? Uh, oh yeah, just more motivation. Yeah, I mean you feel the intensity from the whole building, whether it be the coaches or recruiting interns, just everybody. Everybody just has attention to detail and a focus. And I mean, once you get out there to game time, if we're going to Autzen or something, like you'll feel the animosity from the fans. You get called names that that you shouldn't be called, and then you you just you just feel the energy. And then from kickoff, it's just four quarters of physical football. And then, obviously, like we to- we spoke about, you were at the combine, uh, but like most players aren't getting their pro day. Do you have any plans for a virtual pro day? Uh, I don't. I was planning on doing it, but I figured I'll just stand on some of my combine numbers and then um, just let it be and just just let teams watch the film, uh, and then from there, just just see how the process turns out. And what was your favorite on-field moment at, at, at UW? What was my favorite moment? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of moments. But I think the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is probably my favorite. Just being being from the Pasadena area, that's like when guys grow up there, that's like our Super Bowl. So, I mean, you got, you got guys that play at UCLA – USC, and then they end up playing like a regular season game in the Rose Bowl, which is cool. But I think everybody wants to play in the granddaddy of them all. And you grow up and you you hear the Jets flying over your house <laughs> right over the stadium. And then you just see all the great teams that have come in. Um, I was there for the SC Texas game, uh, SC Michigan. Um a lot of games. I mean, I, I remember I was selling programs on game. I think it was <laughs> who was that? It might have been Wisconsin versus Oregon, like back in the day. But um, yeah, so just just that moment, just being able to go out there and play in front of my hometown, in front of all my friends and family, and just playing in pretty much my city Super Bowl, in which I feel like. Only a handful of guys, like I could count on one hand, have played in it. So just being, just being on that list, being able to play in that game, uh, means a lot to me. Yeah, it gets understated like in in other parts of the country. I feel like, but that's definitely a, a very big game on the uh, yeah. on the West Coast. Right, for sure. And do you have a favorite, either? Chris Peterson, Jimmy Lake, or Pete Kwiatkowski story that you can share with us? Um, I think uh, maybe I think my first year. So we had like a summer bridge program for incoming freshmen. I was part of the group, and then they had like a, a summer camp for high school kids to go out and get looked at by the coaches. And it was my first time out there. And then um, 
I was just like seeing kids from the camp since a couple of kids from back home were out there. So I was just saying hi to them. And then I ended up seeing uh, Coach Peterson out there in these uh, camo camo cargo pants that were purple, <laughs> white, and black. So it was just a funny thing to see because you usually see them all dressed up with slacks and a polo <laughs> tucked in with a belt and some loafers. But just seeing them like that was pretty funny. Sounds like a... a uh... Definitely a wild look. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, completely off topic. Um, I know Brandon mentioned to you that I, I do work at GameStop, and you're like, oh, that's like the dream job. Uh, what kind of gaming do you do in your free time? Uh, so I tell everybody this. When I lived in California, I was the best 2K player in the state of California, but now that I moved up to Washington, I'm the best in the state of Washington. <laughs> so uh that's my that's my main game nba 2k i mean i could play that all day and as of right now i'll be playing call of duty warzone let's go warzone how many w's do you have right now i probably have four or five okay okay so Wait. i'm getting the hang of it i'm getting i mean i used to play call of duty back in the day but i wasn't a big player but i'm getting the hang of it just just trying to uh get used to like the battle royale format i know brandon's in, brandon's been playing a lot of 2k so i play 2k non-stop <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a fun one it's what yeah. everybody comes and tries to get especially right now everyone's always on 2k what team do you use i play my career i do like the oh, rec and pro yeah, and stuff park and stuff yeah yeah I mean, I I suck at the t- I suck at the solo stuff. I just played a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm horrible. Uh, Warzone. I think I have I have two wins, and I've played I think ten games, and I've barely contributed to either of the wins. I <laughs> I, I, I hate. Win. Yeah, I win, hate the win. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take it. I'm I'm not the best. I'm okay, but uh, and like a bunch of my friends, that's all they do. And they have, I know a couple of my friends have like over 70, 70 wins. Like they'll go on streaks of, of like win streaks in Warzone. And I'm just like, that's just disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, no, that sounds like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I have to get carried. I just play if like people need at what used to be a third, now a fourth. Um, You're right. And yeah. anyway, back on topic. Um, are you familiar with my cause, my cleats in the NFL? Uh, I've seen it. I haven't, uh, I've seen like a couple, um, a couple like designs because one of my teammates, he is a, he designs a lot of cleats for, um, the Seattle Seahawks. So his name's Sean, Sean Vergara. And he, I think he's like one of the best cleats designers. So I've seen a couple of his designs and what he did for those guys for the my cause, my cleats. What's up with University of Washington and having all these uh, fashion designers? I was gonna say team? creative guys on the team because uh, I know we've yeah. had we've had Race Porter on, and he he does his whole uh, uh, heart on my sleeve thing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you got a creative locker room over there. <laughs> what is in the water over there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the kind of guys that that they recruited up here. Just guys that are multifaceted guys that just don't play football. They do like they they know that they can do more. So I mean you got guys who do fashion, make music, all all kind of things. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Y- you do anything extra? Play 2K. Yeah, I play. <laughs> I play 2K. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out a way I can get paid for playing 2K. But um, I don't know. I'm. I'm interested in really uh, entering like the film, the film realm, just directing and writing. That's awesome. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, I'm sorry. This it got off track. <laughs> Do you have any idea for what cause you might want to represent on your cleats in the NFL? I don't. I feel like there's so many. There's, there's so many. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. But like, it's, yeah, just like just a general cause that like you think you would want to support. This is we always like to end it on like uh like a charity note. So just always right. shouting out like a like a, an organization or like just shouting anything out that you would want to represent. Oh yeah, um, there was there's one organization. It's a nonprofit based out of Vancouver, Washington. They're called Courts for Kids. So we actually um, at the University of Washington, the athletic department, we partner with them, and we headed to Cambodia, and we built a basketball court in Cambodia. Oh so wow! We, yeah, so we headed out there this past summer. And we built a basketball court. We stayed there for like seven days, and it was pretty much like a cultural ex- exchange. We went we to as a local you school. went with them. Yeah, so I, I I went on the trip this past year. Wow, oh, that's, that's awesome. How, how was yeah? How was that? Oh, uh, it was life changing. Just being able to see, just being able to see like first, just having the concept of being on the other side of the world and just the other side of the globe. And it was my first time out of the country, so I was really just wide eyes, closed mouth, just observing everything. But, I mean, just to see how happy those people are there, I feel like they've been through a lot, which a lot of people don't know of because of the genocide that happened in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know uh, what exactly happened over there on the in the Western world. So, they, um, so a lot of the people are there, they're like 30 to 40 years old or younger because a lot of the older people got killed in the genocide. But I mean, they're still recovering from it a little, but you can see like the happiness and how, how they marvel just the small things, just just being alive, uh, having somewhere to sleep, having something to eat. So just being appreciative of everything little. So um, that was something I got from the trip. But, uh, yeah, Courts for Kids, they do a trip every year, so they were headed to Jamaica this year. But I think it got canceled due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic. But, I mean, they've been places like Peru, uh, I think Costa Rica, and they do it at a couple other schools, I think. Well, yeah, that's really awesome. I had no idea about that. But, yeah, that's super cool uh, to hear about. And Wow. Sounds like a very cool experience. Experience. Building building courts in real life, destroying them virtually in 2K. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And if you you hear that, people, if they can go through that and be on the better side, you can wash your hands (laughs) and stay inside for a little bit. Right. Um, All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, It was a great time. Uh, Pleasure having you on. Good luck the rest of this, the next two weeks um, until, until draft night. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Problem. Have a good day. You too. 
Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Joining me today is my co-host, as always, Brandon Olson. But um, we are also joined by, I guess now, former Baylor player, Grayland Arnold. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Doing good. Just just ate lunch, so uh, I'm in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We're just going to get straight into it. Uh, what was the combine like as a player? Um, as a player, uh, it was a great experience. Um, I feel like, you know, that's that's a, that's the thing that most players uh, we've all dreamed of, you know, just being able to get there and compete. Um, but I feel like the thing that was stood out the most is, like, just having to be ready for the business side of it. Uh, it, w- it was more so like a, a business side. It was, it was basically a job interview, which, I mean, everybody knows it's a job interview, but it was more of a business job interview, more so, of, you know, you're, you're testing because at the end of the day, you can test well or you can test bad, but your football play is still going to show what your football play is um, at the end of the day. Um, I mean, but I feel like it was a it was an overall great experience. Uh, that was one of my dreams, you know, just to – just to be there was one of my dreams. Um, so, I mean, I was blessed with that opportunity. And, I, was, I mean, it was a great experience at the end of the day. And uh, we asked this to everybody. And we've yet to got – yeah, yet to got – yet to get a, a great answer for it. Did you get a weird combine question? And if you did, what was it? Um, I mean – it was kind of crazy. Like, would you rather be a dog or a cat? Like, what? <laughs> like, what you, what'd you a, say? A what'd you say? <laughs> like, dog. you know, like, yeah, that was kind of, you know, a weird question. Unless you're talking about a lion. Like, you know, like, it was like, all right, how do you answer this? See, <laughs> but, that's uh, what I, I, mean, I got. We did up I one got, interview and I was like, oh, lion. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, I got asked that. Uh, I got asked, um, let's see. You know, would you rather win a Super Bowl or you know, be a, uh, was a pro bowl or something like that? Like different things like that. You know, you get asked, a, it, it's a handful of crazy questions you get asked and it's like, okay, this don't have nothing to do with like football, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, you get asked some crazy stuff. And so this is obviously not like a, a normal, um, draft season. Uh, I mean, you, you got the the benefit of being able to to go to the combine, um, so you got to be able to work. You you got to be able to work out in front of a bunch of teams. But what other what else have you been doing to prepare during this like weird draft season? Um, so I trained out here in Houston with my guy Rokane. Uh, uh, you know, we we do hill work, we do drills, we do you know just about everything that needs to be done. Uh, Rokane, that's one of my guys. You know, we've been working since uh, high school, so. You know, we, we, we stay up on everything. We talk about anything that, you know, that, you know, as far as that I need to work on and different things like that. As um, far as my field issues, uh, um, I talk to teams uh, on FaceTime, um, phone calls, you know, just about every other day or every day I'll have like two or three, you know. You know, so, I mean, I'm constantly busy, even though it's like it, it's a it's a rough time right now for a lot of people. Uh, during these unfortunate times, but uh, you know we still finding a way to get the work done uh, at the end of the day because it got to be done. Because once it's over with you, you know you can't be two steps behind. You got to be two steps forward and ready for whatever happens because you never know whenever they might 
clear up and they just say, okay, y'all come in this day. So you just got to be prepared, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And that's really been a mindset with this whole quarantine stuff going on. Awesome. And then uh, just bouncing back to this past season, you guys at Baylor, you started off 9-0, and uh, Big 12 runner-ups. At what point in the season did it hit you that you guys are really doing something special this year? Um, I mean, I feel like... So from the beginning, like I could tell, like right um, from the first fall camp, you know, I'm like, okay, like this is a really good football team. Like, you know, we um, we we clicking. You know, the defense is is like, okay, like we didn't we didn't have good defenses. Like, okay, like this defense is different right now. Like, you know, what I'm saying you could tell it right off the bat. But like, I feel like um, once we had. Once we had overcame the victory versus Texas Tech, you know, Iowa State, that's always one of our biggest games, regardless if people think it or not. Like, that's good. You know, because they're, they're a tough physical team. You know, we both run the same defense. It ain't like it's a whole bunch of trickery going on. It's like, okay, it's just a whole – it's just some smash my football from the ground. And, like, that was a good win for us. Um, but Texas Tech, we won them, them three overtimes. You know, you know, we fought back and, and, and came out victorious. I feel like those was, like, you know, factors where it's like, okay, like, look, like let's keep it going. Like let's let's get better each week, and give it our all, and let's just see where it, you know, you know. Let, let we, we'll worry about the results at the end of the season. Let's just see where we can go from here. Uh, I feel like you know that that helped us, you know, try to eliminate some of the distractions of people just saying, "Oh, you guys are so good. You guys are this and that." Like we're trying to eliminate a lot of those distractions, and I feel like that helped us, you know, just being a unit and just sticking together. Yeah, um, you guys had a ton of just close games this year. It was like every game was like a heart attack watching you guys. Uh, I do remember there was one play. I think it was the TCU game. That this is like the play that like made me just like DM you because it's insane. The uh, the punt return where oh, yeah. <laughs> they touched the ball, you picked it up like like close to the end zone and lost a few yards. Yeah, and it's just like your whole like everybody looked pissed at you. And you just, right. like, looked perfectly fine. And then the commentators were like, oh, the other team touched? Oh, okay, so, like, they get the ball where TCU touched it. But it's like, everybody <laughs> yeah. looked pissed at you. Yeah. I mean, that that just comes to people, you know, the lack of knowledge of football. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean I'm not I'm not a dummy. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm a single digit. Like, I don't think Coach Rule would even put a single digit guy that – you back there to do some bogus stuff like that to touch a ball that you know obviously like in this critical situation you know what i'm saying like i could have let it go but it was rolling at the same time i saw them i've confirmed the touch by the other team so you know what i'm saying i, I understand the rules of football so i was just trying to stop the ball from rolling or or, or see if i could scoop it and you know just make something happen because at the end of the day if it, it if they hit you know once they hit the ball if say i got the ball i ran it all the way down there and i fumbled it's still our ball at the end of the day. I know the rules of football. I understand football. Uh, Coach Rule, he done done a fantastic job of teaching us the knowledge and the skill, you know, the knowledge to go with our skill set of football. So, like, you know, the, I, I, I watch the TV copy commentator. they like, oh, what is Graylin thinking? Like, you know, I'm like, all right, y'all are really like, <laughs> you know, you know, before you take this job to commentate, at least know the rules and, you know, saying what's going on before you just go to blurting things out and made everybody else look crazy but yeah yeah Yeah, and speaking of matt rule obviously playing anywhere in the nfl would be awesome but how cool would would it be to play under matt rule and phil snow again 
Especially in, in Carolina, a team that needs defensive back help. Man, that would be amazing. Uh, Coach Rule, Coach Snow, Coop, the whole coaching staff, man. Like, that, it's bigger than football with us. Uh, we didn't all had a lot of ups and downs and hard times together. We didn't all overcame adversity together just from that, that 1-11. Like, we didn't, we didn't been through it all, I feel like, in uh it's bigger than football with us. Uh, we all we, we we are family, you know. At the end of the day, if I go there or not, um, we still family. But it would be amazing just to have the opportunity to, to all of us take a next step in our life and still be together. I feel like that would be fantastic. I'm sure it's a conversation that's been had between y'all already. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brandon, you want to go ahead with the next one? Yeah. Um, so obviously, you played in the Big Twelve, which is just. A- ton of offensive talent there and moving around the secondary like you do who would you say is the most difficult receiver for you to cover um this past year uh Jalen Rager he was uh he was he was absolute threat um even though he did not have the game he probably expected against us he only he had like one catch for eight yards um but he was a threat just because if you put him at running back, it's like, oh, shit, like, what what are he going to do? You get him the, the jet sweep, it's like, okay, we got to find him. He out, he, he, he the wide receiver, you got to find him. Slot, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, punt return. You got to know where he's – you have to know where one is at in the purple and goal at all times. Um, which, you know what I'm saying? Like, the game plan, like, you have the game plan kind of, like, based around him. And they had some solid running backs, but at the same time, I feel like he's you know he's one of the uh, the most dominant uh, receivers in the Big Twelve that I, you know that me personally, far as like just studying on on film and breaking down and covering all that you know like he got the whole nine, he got the speed, the, sh- the strength, you know the quickness, he got everything that it takes to be elite, um, doing it all, not just receiver, just just a pure athlete in my eyes. Yeah, um, and so what is it? I know Brandon loved to hear that because he's so huge on on Jalen Raker. <laughs> um, but what what does it mean being a Sports Illustrated Second Team All American to you? Uh, it means a lot. Um, you know that was that was that was a big accomplishment. Uh, I was blessed. Uh, I feel like that right there. It really meant a lot just because, you know. At least I feel like somebody is, you know, actually watching football and understanding and realizing my talent. Uh, you know, I ain't your big clout guy, but on the football <laughs> field, you're going to feel my energy going to be felt regardless if you like it or not. You know, like, that's just how I am. Like, you know, we can all talk, you know, like, I don't really like to do too much talking about the, the game of football. You know, like, you know, let's just play it. Like, you know, let's just play it. <laughs> we ain't got to sit here and chit-chat and go back and forth. Like, but at the end of the day, like, I love the fact that, like, you know what I'm saying, that I, I get to play it. And, and, and if, if I feel like, you know, I have to, you know, talk myself, you know, let everybody know, that, like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm humble at the same time, but I'm not going to sit here and just be like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the worst player. Like, no, like, I feel like I'm one of the best at the end of the day. So I feel like that right there, you know, that was a, a good accomplishment. It was a good recognition. Uh, I feel like they, you know, they did a good job evaluating it, and uh, they made their call. I feel like it was all—it was a blessing, though. At the end of the day. And then, uh, obviously, you had a great season, just team-wise and individually. 
what would you say your favorite moment was on the field at Baylor? At Baylor? Um, let's see. Well, I mean, the, 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 the best moment was probably after the TCU game, but that was, you know, that wasn't a home game. But, like, just – and not, not even necessarily just because of the pick, but it was just because, like, okay, look, we was, we was down – John Mayers, boom, field goal, fifty some yards. You know, it was like it was like a lot of crazy things. Denzel catch, end zone, touchdown. Like it was a bunch of times in that game where it's like they had us down, where it was like a one percent chance we was going to win this. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like and we just kept battling and battling. You know, when you get the battle with your brothers and everybody out there making plays, it ain't like just like okay, like we just got this one guy doing it and we ain't even been an asset or you know just helping to the team. Like I don't like no everybody was out there. Um, Terrell Bernard, 22 tackles, you know, like Henry Black making it, stepping in, making them big tackles. We, we was down to safety. We needed Chris. He, you know, we weren't there. JT step up. You know, we got, you know, we had, it was, it was a lot of team going on. So that was one of my biggest, uh, uh, memories, you know, best moments on the field. Just, you know, just being out there to really overcome that and, and just get the win. Um, yeah, I'm looking literally right now on the ESPN like page for that game. There were two times where it was 100% chance TCU was going to win the game. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I didn't even know that. Like, I just like, but like the, you could feel the energy in the stadium where it's like, okay, we have this victory. And it's like, oh, like what? Like, and it was like twice where it was like, they just knew they was going to win the game and like. And we just kept battling. Kept here's battling. this here's this huge spike back of Graylin Arnold <laughs> interception. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I mean that that was a, you know that was that was even a good play. You know, it, it it helped the team. It was all for the team, which you know I kind of knew that play was coming, but uh, you know I just was playing it out. So yeah, that game was. I I think that might have been my favorite game to watch this year because it's like every play in like the fourth quarter and on was just like heart-stopping like there's a like max duggan had the touchdown yeah. run, but like he stepped out of bounds right there. right it was, <laughs> it was an insane game i was sitting there i was like watching it with my friends and i was just like this is i was like this is just ridiculous like this is too much for me right now <laughs> yeah like no that it was real intense uh the drilling was crazy that game like but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if your brothers go out there, you know, it, they don't get the job done, you got to step up and, you know, be your brother's keeper. And I feel like Coach Rule, he done a good job of, you know, putting us in situations like that at practice. Uh, there's been a lot of situations at practice where it's like, okay, like, come on, John, you got to make this 50-yard field goal or else the team got to run gases. And it's like, you know, he putting that pressure on him. You know, he's preparing guys for those type moments. So, which is not like you can never get that same exact game feeling, but you can get as close as you can in a practice feeling of getting that same feeling, that same adrenaline. Like, it's like, you know, he see we exhausted, but like, if he don't make this field goal, we got to run. And he know he just let his team down. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, he prepared a lot of guys for those moments. Like, it, we always did that. Like, we do two minute, one minute. You know, it's like, okay, like, Denzel, we finna come to you. You got to make this play. Like, you know, he – I feel like he done a he done a great job of uh, preparing us for moments like that and just grinding us out, you know. I feel like he done a great job. A lot of that – a lot of that, the recognition should go to uh, Coach Rule regardless of if they give it to whoever on the team. It, I feel like, you know, a lot of it was 
him and his staff. And yeah, the next question, one of our favorite questions to ask, what is, what was your favorite Matt Rule story from this season? Oh, not even this season, any, any, any season. Well, yeah. Oh, man. He, it's, it has been some crazy stories. <laughs> I mean, one time, like, it wasn't my favorite because this one was crazy, but, like, he had, uh, Coach Rule, he had, um, it was before practice. And, uh, you know, usually, like, you know, you know, if a guy make him mad, you know, he might just make the offense, you know, run a gas or a two, you know, not, you know, we still got work to do, you know, we in a season. And that one practice was probably like the worst practice in my life. Uh, <laughs> we had to run like 25 gassers before practice. And then we went right into one-on-ones and it was just like, like it was hot. Like, and I was like, hold on, like, you know, like you always talk about, you gonna take care of our bodies. Like, what are we doing right now? Like, <laughs> it was like one of the moments where it's like, this don't even like, you know, like, a average person who's not even a coach wouldn't even do this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. <laughs> like, that was probably one of the craziest moments, one of the craziest moments we didn't have with Coach Rule because we didn't have some crazy moments with him, and it's just been like. You know what? I don't know what we doing this for, but like this don't have nothing to do with football, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who pissed him off? Uh <laughs> Yeah, I remember who, who pissed him off, but uh yeah, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna throw his name out there. But yeah, he he yeah, he he yeah. Now <laughs> you tell me when we stop recording. <laughs> uh, I think about it. I don't know if you're gonna stop recording whatever you say, so <laughs> Yeah, I mean this is real gotcha journalism out here. We're trying to we're trying to throw you under the bus. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> What, what do you what do you think really sets you apart this like getting back a little bit back to the draft class what what do you think sets you apart from the other defenders in this class uh just being versatile uh i feel like at a high level you know like a lot of guys say, oh yeah i could play corner i can do punt return but can you do it at a high level can you truly get the job done and i feel like i mean i've played corner 3 years Got the job done. You know, I've played safety one year. I mean, I don't got that much experience, but I got the job done. I've played nickel. I've got the job done. I've done punt return. I've got the job done. You know, like, and I feel like that's what separates me. And then just besides just the athletic ability, my FBI, my knowledge for football, like, a lot of people don't really just have the knowledge for football. They just have the knowledge for that one position, which it doesn't really take a lot to learn one position. If you have any type of drive for football, you can learn one position. But can you learn your position and then the linebacker's position and the tackle's position? Can you learn everybody's position? Do you really love the game? Like, that's the question that a lot of people can't truly answer and back it up. Like, I can answer that question and back it up. Like, if I miss class, okay, I might miss class. But am I going to miss meetings? No. Am I not going to read my playbook? Or, you know, <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. That's things that you don't, certain things you don't have to ask that's going to separate me. And there's certain things that you have to ask other people to do that, you know, that, 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 you know, it's just, it's a lot of things I feel like that I could separate myself with based off of just my love for football. Uh, not even just the athletic ability, but like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a real confident guy. I'm going <laughs> to, 
me and uh, OBJ, I'm going to bet on me. That's just how I am. I mean, I don't <laughs> care who believe it or not. You know, all my life I've been making non-believers into believers. So, like, at the end of the day, uh, I feel like me personally, I'm the best. But, you know, a lot of people have their opinions and which the opinions of sheep doesn't really concern the lion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not worried about what other people think or say. So, like, that's why I just, you know, I just stay in my lane at the end of the day and I do what I do. Um, well, yeah, that actually, I think that, that about does it. Um, so thanks for coming on. I know me and, me and Brandon had a great time. Um, everyone, you can go keep up with, with Grayland Arnold on Twitter at Grayland underscore one. Um, um, so yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll have to maybe have you on again because I know we had a great time. Yes, sir. All right. Have a great day and good luck with the, the rest of your draft journey. All right. Thank you.